0: I guess.
1: Okay, Lurie, um, thanks for coming on. Uh, of course, you know, because you listened before, a guest gets to dedicate the episode. So as the guest, what would you like to dedicate the episode to?
0: I would love to dedicate this episode to my acting coaches, Cynthia Uric and Bill Cooper. They oh. are great teachers and even better humans.
1: We know definitely better. Bill Cooper. We better,
0: <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. hopefully
1: we get to meet Cynthia definitely Okay, all right. Um, we're back with Lori Rovers. A um, couple things before we get started. I got a couple announcements. Uh, number one, I'm going to be at LionCon September 21st and 27. LionCon. I'm going to put the information down below um, so you can see me. I'm promoting my book and the podcast. Um, also going to be at the Midwest Comic Book Association's Fall Con October 5th. That's one day, October 5th. You can pre order tickets now. I'll put the website on the minute uh, information box too. Um, and then again, I'll be there promoting my uh, noir comic book and the show. And uh, hopefully, see everybody there. I love to see listeners. So, so, and then we're talking about another comic book fiction. Lori just came from the other one we were talking about from previously uh, with Gwen, uh, Crypticon. So, Crypticon. Yeah, I was just there just, last night. You were there last night?
0: Yes. And Were my you, movie premiered. That was the next I,
1: thing I was going to ask because you, you you weren't there just as a guest. You had a movie to, to talk about.
0: Yeah. Right, uh, Gehenna. And I got there and I was overwhelmed with so many things. I had never been there before. And the costumes that people come in are just amazing. They yeah. put so much work and effort into them.
1: Like I said, if you uh, we talked about it with Gwen, if you if you go to Krypticon with a jean and T-shirt, you're going to look abnormal. People right. Like, What's wrong with you? You're not dressed up.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At least I wear black because oh, okay. All right. yeah. if you don't have a costume on, then you have to wear black. Right. Yeah. So um,
1: you're, it was the initial premiere of the movie Gehenna.
0: Yes. And I got the the, uh, DVD and signed a bunch of posters. And um, it's actually a prequel to the movie Fatal, which came out uh, maybe a few years ago. Um, And it explains Fatal. So the DVD actually has Gehenna and Fatal on it. Nice. Yeah. And so I think they might be making more of them. I'm not sure if they're gonna do a prequel to the prequel or if they're going to add on, um, but I would love to be part of it because my character was so much fun.
1: Do you know what's next for the movie? Um, if any, how our listeners can look for it or find it?
0: Right, it's, uh, it's going to be going to film festivals and I think it's gonna do really well because it's a good story and good characters and it's really well done. Um, but it also will be available on YouTube I believe. Okay. I think he said something about that last night. So So if you
1: do a simple search with the title Gehenna YouTube, you probably could find it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of other Gehenna movies might pop up also because they mentioned that the name Gehenna is the name of many movies.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: So yes, look for Jorge Sosa. That's S-O-S-A and Jennifer Prettyman and they that's who... That's the version you want. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, how did you, how did you get involved in the movie?
0: I knew Jennifer from a 48-hour 48, uh, 48 film project. Oh, yes, yeah. And she and I connected. We just hit it off and worked well together, and I know she is a go-getter, and she gets stuff done. <laughs> really, that's, uh, that's a, such an attribute in the film business because you need to finish the film. You need to, <laughs> I mean, the post-production is everything.
1: Yeah, right? after filming, it still has a life, right? You still have a job, even after filming. Yes,
0: yeah. and Gehenna took a good year before it was out. I, I think we filmed it in August of last year. August of last year. Okay. And then um, it took him a year to finish it.
1: Is it a short film or a full feature?
0: It's 18 minutes long.
1: Okay. So that's actually long for a short film.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. But I'm glad it it, it has its due because I've seen some short films where you think mm, this should have been a little bit longer because the story is lacking. In this case, it's a full story from okay. start to finish you understand the story yeah. I think it's super important
1: yeah well like film festivals do handicap you a little bit because sometimes you can't go more than 10 minutes and so you have to cut some stuff that doesn't make the movie a lot of sense so sometimes the film festivals requirements or sometimes it's just through editing like you had a full feature maybe we have to cut down to 18 minutes to make it a little more marketable so there's a lot of different obstacles to make even a short film like that
0: right Z Fest is only 7 minutes and that's I it's hard yeah. to, to have a beginning, a middle, and an end to a seven-minute story. It's harder than you think to make those.
1: So, um, what is your role in Kahana?
0: I play Domino, and she, that, thats your name—Domino, and oh, she only—I know <laughs> she only wears black and white. And um, it was filmed in River Falls, Wisconsin, okay, at an antique shop. And I got there to film, and Jennifer was going to bring an outfit for me to wear, and she had forgotten to bring it, and she was gonna go home, and I said, you know what, this place probably has something for me to wear. It probably
1: does, right, yeah.
0: And so we just searched around the store, and there it was, this perfect black velvet dress with white little pearls. All sewn into it. Oh, get out. That's nice. Yeah. And it was perfect. Isn't
1: that weird? Yeah. Is that, it's almost like destiny. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Destiny for Domino. Well,
1: I think if I've interviewed a lot of people that in the music, in the movie, in the music industry, that a lot of you have to think on the go. Like sometimes it just doesn't work. No matter how much planning that you have to adapt. And that was a nice kind of a little story that sometimes, when you especially work independent films, that you have to. absolutely
0: absolutely i bring everything with me pins i i we needed pins for that dress so i had pins galore and uh, clips and all kinds of things in case you need it i wish we would have had gorilla glue because (laughs) one of the pieces in the film it was is a necklace and it broke at at one point and we were just like, what? Does anybody have super glue or gorilla glue or some kind of really strong adhesive? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. And so
1: I'd, I'd like to ask, is, especially for actresses who work in independent films, um, a lot of times they kind of cut out makeup. Are you comfortable doing it yourselves or kind of like are you had a, a notification sometimes when movies about you don't have a makeup artist on set you might have to do it yourself or
0: one big piece of advice i have for your niece i don't think we've introduced ruby is here yeah yeah, Ruby and her friend annie and they are actresses (laughs) 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 and um i big piece of advice learn to do your own makeup learn to do your own hair wow Uh, do the research If it's a period film, then you need to do the research and find out how did they do their makeup and what works for your face. Because maybe there are are little styles, sub-styles within the era that -hmm. look better on you, on your face. And you know your face better than anyone else. You know which eye is bigger than the other. And um, you know that you have a colic in your hair right here. And so this style is not going to work for you. Um, So, and I I do so much research on YouTube of fashion in different eras. Because I've done 40s films. I've done 60s theater productions. um, So, yeah, I just... Is it like it, know how to do your own hair
1: yeah is it something like you have you you should encourage like practicing
0: oh yes like almost daily uh, not daily but, but something yeah if you know you have something coming up don't just whip it together that day because it's not going to be good it just isn't you have to practice a few days in advance and know your routine and have that down um i'm so glad when there are Rehearsals and previews for different things that I can practice that day. So I know mm-hmm. just how long it's going to take me to do a certain look. Um, and that's the same with wardrobe. Right. Yeah. Because I, I put together a lot of my own wardrobe um, because you know your character and what your character is going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that piece, there's that one piece of wardrobe, a pair of glasses or a piece of jewelry that that character, it just makes them. And you can play with it and use it. Uh, Child was one of those where I had uh, for Z-Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by JK Productions. Um, and I had a pair of glasses for that character, and that was everything <laughs> for that character.
1: <laughs> well, I, I I don't do acting personally, but I like to listen and and. and mm, gather information from a lot of different actors but I think Jack Nicholson said it let the clothes do it
0: yes let the
1: wardrobe do it and you can take it on and off let the clothes be there oh yeah. my
0: goodness Jack yeah I love him <laughs> I just I just love him I'm sure he's a, an odd human but um, but <laughs> I, <don't>, I, <laughs> I love his, could, well, his I, acting I think
1: he's one of those people that he could never do a Monday through Friday job no you could just It would not in his DNA no yeah.
0: No, I'm not good at that either, actually. So, I'm yes. Not,
1: I'm not either. I couldn't, I don't like that. I like to have my own, and then somebody didn't have a job, so I did my own comic book. But I had a routine, I had a discipline, but I just, yeah, forcing me to do some other work is
0: hard. Right. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to give yourself a regimen. It's another thing to have to report to someone. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and have them dictate what you were supposed to be doing during the day. Yeah.
1: So I have another fascinating point. I don't know, and I I looked for many different actresses to ask this question, and I I watched an open episode of Betty Davis. She was on the Dick Cavett Show. This is a long show. I found it on YouTube, and she was there promoting her autobiography. Mm-hmm. And this is from the late seventies, and she put it in her autobiography. And I answered, but she said acting is the most feminine job outside of motherhood. She thought it was the most feminine job there mm. is. And she goes, that's why I think men struggle with it. Women always know how to do a role.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And
1: she goes, and that's why Playing she thought, a role. She goes, that's why I think a lot of men do overly masculine movies to compensate that they're always doing a feminine job <laughs> to make sure that they are doing guy stuff.
0: But she, right. It
1: was a wonderful opinion that I liked of her that she thought acting was the most feminine job to do outside of motherhood.
0: Because women play a role. Is uh, I feel like women have many roles mm-hmm. in yeah, their yeah. lives, right? Uh, so mother, if you're a mother, uh, if you, and I, that could be of children, or it could be of dogs or cats or <laughs> horses or cows, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so there's a nurturing, I should say it that way, it's a nurturing aspect that I think women, most, most women have, um so there's that role there's um a role of I think that's put on us now of of portraying some sort of strength and uh, in a in an uh I want to say not like men anymore you yeah. you don't want to portray your strength like a man I think women are gaining their own strength and you have, it's strength like a woman now. Mm-hmm. You know, all the commercials are, are coming out now where they show the strength of women and it is a different strength. It's, I, um, I don't want to be offensive to men, but I feel oh, like. Oh yeah, you
1: can go right in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sorry. Yeah.
0: like we outnumbered, we outnumbered Nick yeah, today. Yeah,
1: that's fine, yeah. yeah. Majority rules in this room, yeah.
0: I feel like it's a more complete strength A well-rounded strength. Um,
1: I think it's something women understand that doesn't need to be constantly demonstrated. Right. That men think they have to constantly demonstrate. Right. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting point because um, Anne Hathaway had a struggle with this when she did Dark Knight Rises. She thought she got the role as Catwoman that she's just going to go in the gym and be fit. Right. And Christopher Nolan said, no, I hired you because you project strength. And she took a long time figuring out what he wanted from her. And it's like, it's not about muscles and looking Mm -hmm. tone. You project a sense of strength and courage that no matter what the situation is, you you can handle it and solve the problem yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. And and she did it with doe eyes. (laughs) She just has these eyes that you can just sleep in. They're dreamy, dreamy eyes.
1: Her parents had to know that was William Shakespeare's wife's name. (gasps) Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Her yeah. parents had to know that's his his wife's name. Yeah, and she knows she's gonna be a movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I always I would like to ask:
1: Did you always knew you're gonna be an actress? Always wanted to do it?
0: Yes. So yeah, for the girls. So yeah. when I was three years old, I watched opera on TV, and I said to myself, "I'm gonna be an opera singer." <laughs> Really at three, right? At three, and I would go around the house like an opera singer, probably making my mom not very happy. But um, <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs>
0: um, but I loved opera. It's there's drama to it. Uh, there's these huge stories uh big characters yeah this you know everything in you comes out in those songs you have to use Mm -hmm. you know the muscles in your legs to to get um that sound out and and i did as a (laughs) three-year-old three-year-olds can do that that you know they they don't have any Yeah, they're all
1: Miller jelly and everything. Right,
0: learned um, habits or anything. They can just project it out. Um, But then I was in choir, and Mm -hmm. I was much louder than my other friends, and so the people in the back Mm -hmm. could hear Mm me. Um, (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then, uh, yeah, I started doing theater and modeling and... I really knew I had something when I went. Uh, I was in a talent show at school, okay, and I won. I sang um, "Somewhere of the Rainbow," and I My won favorite. the talent show <laughs> <laughs> in fifth grade. Then I did. You wear and, the outfit. I wore the outfit. No, oh, really, good. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. the whole deal. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I loved love love the Wizard of Oz, and yes. So, I could go on and on about the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Let <laughs> we'll them have us back. Yes, yeah, I really have a whole it. wall of oh, Wizard of Oz the, yeah. Oh, yeah. signs, and it's everything. the best show. Um, yeah, and then I just started doing theater, 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 theater. Okay. Throughout high school, competition uh, theater, one act. You that's, know, you do the one hour yeah, competition. Yeah, I did the one act competition. Uh, uh,
1: Ruby's actually well, not official yet. You're going to direct one.
0: Oh, I'm going to direct my, one of my school's one X. So oh, that's you'll have so to tell great! Me which one. Yeah, <laughs> cast me.
2: Yes,
1: yes, <laughs>
0: yeah. yes. Cast your friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing in the business. So you it's know, very relationship. That's very oh, fascinating. Oh, yes. I no. my first modeling show was when I was eight. Um, just, yeah, it just, I looked for those opportunities to perform any type of performance. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: I, I, is it something that you do naturally from saying like, I'll just spontaneously start singing if you do the dishes or something like that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So my kids think I'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) and maybe I am. I, and I'll, I'll claim that. Uh, but yes, they know that. The only
1: reason I ask because I do it too. Yes, my dogs look at me weird, like, "What are you? Why <laughs> yeah. are you singing?" Songs? Right. So, yeah.
0: Yes. Well, my dog's kind of used to it now. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be practicing lines, and I'll start yeah. yelling, and she'll think I'm yelling at her, and <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> this crazy part. Oh, you're part. mad at No, <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I'll just start spontaneously dancing or singing mm. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm.
1: I, is it? Um, are you comfortable watching yourself? On film,
0: I, yes. Okay. Last night was a good example. I watched it and didn't cringe, and <sighs> I, it was really well done, actually. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think I will be using, certainly, some of it for my reel. So, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, auditions? Are you still doing the whole audition thing? Is sometimes people say it's just a life of auditioning. It's a,
0: a life a... of auditioning. Yeah. Oh, it's a job it's a full like full-time job sometimes it's late at night because you have to get something in uh right now i'm behind i'm backlogged on my on my self-tapes because that's every that's everything right now is the self-tape they don't hold auditions anymore the filmmakers they are asking for self-tapes i don't know if it's if it's just easier for them i think it's probably just easier but now it's it keeps getting more and more technical where now they want you to to list list put it on YouTube on an unlisted something or another. I don't even know yeah. um, because I'm not technical. And so this is that piece is really hard for me. So sometimes I'll just email it and say, here, I hope this is good enough on email because well yeah,
1: there's like apps. Like audition apps that people use and directors use sometimes too. It's just a yes. different it's it's constantly evolving. At yeah. It,
0: it constantly so you have to constantly know how to do that stuff. Yeah. Ugh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I'm like, can't you just come to my house? No. Right. No, I'll come to you and we we can do an audition and then you can direct me and say well, let's try it a different way. Let's try it this way. Let's try it that way. And then I'll do it for you 10 different ways. And then you can decide instead of yeah. the self tape where you're doing it once and you're sending it off and you're hoping like heck that that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I'd rather be in front of them and have them say, oh, try to, try it this way or try it with this in mind, you know?
1: Yeah. All right, Laurie. we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Oh, my
0: goodness. Is it halfway over already? Is it, right.
1: I know. No way. Oh, you know, yeah. Okay. So we'll take a little break and we'll have more when we come back hello everyone this is ryan l terry screenwriting lecturer film critic and yeah even figure skater known by my monikers podstitute and podhopper you may have heard me on some of your favorite shows such as mike mike and oscar one movie punch in session film blockbuster mentality movie geek and proud just so you know and more and i would love to sit down with you on your show Whether we are talking about my area of expertise, the American horror film, chatting about what we are watching on TV, or diving deep into a classic or underrated film, I would love to make time for you. You can follow me on Twitter at RLTerry1 and on my blog at RLTerryRealView.com. That's real with two E's. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Okay, we just we have a lot of listening sessions in Sweden, and I appreciate it, so yeah go ahead Yes, and glory, go. Sweden
0: uh, is actually my homeland uh, <laughs> my family's homeland so I did the I did the ancestry DNA yeah mm-hmm. the kit, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna be a huge melting pot of many cultures. My family has been here a long time um. But I did know that both my grandmothers were Swedish. Okay. And my grandfather was mostly Norwegian, and with some Swedish, you know they weren't always Norway and Sweden. They <laughs> were um, they were at one time yeah. one nation. Um, it's only been in the last few hundred, you know a few hundred years that they've been separate. And so um, my DNA came back. I'm 96% Sweden. Scandinavian.
1: Oh, Scandi- oh, just Scandinavian. That's what is that they whole... call
0: it because the people yeah. who uh, inhabit the Scandinavian countries all came up from the same area. And it's the same people um, who came up north together. Oh. And so they kind of became the, the the Viking nation Yeah, and were kind of the... You know the conquerors. I want to. That's the nice way to put it. Um, They were brutal, Um, but and then I have the the other four percent is Great Britain. Oh, because they they, well the Vikings went to Great Britain because the Vikings went over there and pillaged the area, and so I was shocked and amazed that I was that much Scandinavian. You do
1: have, and I I mean, but do you have very Scandinavian eyes? That very exotic. Look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very I could yeah, be a poster blue. child.
0: I because I yeah. I I'm really because I look at the people from Sweden, and Norway, and Denmark, uh Finland and I could blend in.
1: I think so. Yeah. 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 And well I'm I did my DNA test and I'm, I think I'm like 15% Swedish. Yeah. My mom I is I feel like there. everyone is here. My half Swedish, so mm-hmm. I like, yeah. Yeah. That's where I get all the hair from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, in the town Scandan, Scandia.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a yes. small town
1: in Minnesota called Scandia. Right. And there's a Lutheran church in there. Across the street is where the cemetery is. That cemetery is segregated between. Norwegians and Swedish. Even in death, they don't uh, (laughs) want to be together.
0: (laughs) I don't know what happened there. I don't know that history, but my grandfather and grandmother would constantly go back and forth because he was mostly Norwegian and she was Swedish and they would have these conversations back and forth about who was better. Mm. (laughs) Yes, but they're all. And if you go to town
1: in Scandia, they have the the huge, I can't remember if it's some built structure, the Swedish horses.
0: Yes, So painted, decorated. They're beautiful. So. They still make those. My Do mom you have some in your trunk. Uh, yes. So yeah. my mom went to Sweden and she brought back uh, those horses, um, and there's a big story behind that. I think it's uh, an it saved their economy. Uh, the, these people started painting these horses, and they became so popular. And yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the story completely, but it's they do such a beautiful job.
1: It's a very Scandinavian thing and it is still is here in Promontory, Minnesota cuz they're like, but you you find something beautiful, you don't want anybody else to go there. So a lot of our lake names are really gross because it's beautiful, you don't want anybody else to go there. So they have like Leech Lake is one of the most majestic lakes you can find, but you name it something gross where people are like,
2: East I don't lake. want leeches
1: yeah. on me, yeah. right? Yeah. Something like Duck Lake, like or something like that. Or it's like Black Duck Lake. It's like oh. that sounds gross, but it's gold there. It's like
0: this is really
1: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a very Scandinavian thing. That's yeah. why it Greenland and Iceland, Iceland. they mix yeah. up the
0: Greenland and Iceland are yeah. exact. That was just gonna say that yeah. they did that uh, on purpose. Iceland is is. I went there a year ago, and of course I blended in there too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, my My kids were like, "Hey, Mom, Hey, Mom, and it was somebody else. The people, yeah they, from the back you look from like the everyone. back <laughs> right. like everybody else? Yes.
1: so it's very very Scandinavian thing of, you know, you don't tell anybody, which is why they came here in North America and they didn't tell anybody.
0: Cause mm-hmm. don't shh,
1: quiet. don't tell anybody we keep this to ourselves.
0: Yeah. right yeah. They keep a lot of things to themselves. Very introverted, right? right? You don't like
1: to, they like to talk and socialize, but you don't reveal too much, right?
0: Right, (laughs) right. I feel like the Britain, uh, Great Britain is sort of like that too, the stiff upper lip, so. Mm.
1: Do you like traveling?
0: I love it, love it. Um, My kids, um, I was telling Ruby and Annie a little bit earlier, my kids speak Spanish uh, fluently, and so we just went to Spain. Uh, over spring break because oh. one of them has left the house and so we wanted to fit in our trip to Spain before <laughs> she left and she actually went she had some friends in Paris so she stayed in Paris <laughs> for a few days and then we flew her to Barcelona to meet us there wow. oh my goodness the food and the people and the wine oh, and the sights I mean everything I can't Recommend I would that more. totally
1: love to do the food tour of Europe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Have chocolate in Switzerland and Swiss chocolate and yes.
0: Yeah. And generations and generations and so many more generations than what we have of growing food and making it themselves and the pride they have in their lands and in their recipes and and their culture is it's something that we just can't understand. Mm -hmm. here in the US because it's only been a couple hundred years yeah we're still babies (laughs) right yeah yeah. it's just that's what hits you the most when you see their buildings and their roads Mm -hmm. and their uh, really even the streets you look at the streets and you think these streets have been here for hundreds of years and this famous person and this famous person throughout history have walked on these same roads that I am stepping on right now oh it's just amazing.
1: Do you like watching foreign films?
0: Not as much. Okay. Not as much because of the subtitles. I like yeah. looking at, I want their voice and their uh, their expression, and I don't want to lose any of that. It's the subtitle thing because I, I think if I had watched watch them more than once, I could... Yeah, get that but when you're watching the subtitles you're not fully in that story and i want to see everything about them i want to see their even the the cultures you know they'll they'll act a little bit differently because of a cultural thing and i want to try and pick that up i want to get that and yeah. understand why they're making that face oh
1: god when we went to film class and we had to watch um, Ingmar Bergman films, we had to learn almost Swedish culture about what how, mannerisms and all that stuff, how it plays part, even though some of the movies are very surreal. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it doesn't translate very well when you're just watching the subtitles and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are
1: you able to still, with your heavy schedule, go to see movies?
0: I watch movies on planes. <laughs> So.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. We took a bunch of trips um, over the spring, and so I caught up on some of the um, like the Oscar movies. Okay. I watched um, Green Book on the plane uh, and twice because it was so good. I I loved Green I like Book. That, I like that ending. Yes, yeah. and the Italian family. Um, the Italian family. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what's the name of the one Well, woman? you don't know
1: if they like each other or they're arguing, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and uh, what's the one with um, Queen Elizabeth? Uh, oh, Queen oh. Anne? Queen Anne. Or is it
2: The Favorite?
0: The, the favorite. favorite. Yes. What an odd great movie that was. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved it. I loved the characters. You're, yeah, his, I, I could watch that Greek, over the director, and over.
1: I think is Yoros Lampias. He just has this unique style that he's never going to go away with. Right? He's not going to bend to the style that he does. It's just fascinating. Yes, but Sacred Deer, and they did. Um, I think it was called uh, The Lobster. It's very surreal, even though it's based on true true that this. Projection. Everything in the film is just full, right? It just looks full. Yes, especially in the movie The Favorite. And
0: yeah. they're I don't know how he gets those. Those performances were just, yeah, so engrossing.
1: I noticed when I watched it the second time how the women in the movie almost act masculine, and the men in the movie act feminine. It's almost yes, like a flip.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You were talking about how acting is feminine. <laughs> yes, it's. Oh. Just the performances. I could watch that over and over and just pick apart every little performance in there.
1: It's almost a very Shakespearean kind of a look of playing on each other's environment. Even the smallest character plays a, a part in the movie. Yeah,
0: Right, yeah. right. But modern almost. I, I, but almost modern. Like, yeah. almost taking that situation and putting a, a, a modern twist on it. It's just, it was... I, there There's just so many things I could pick apart, the details.
1: I will give you a heads up because he did a movie prior to The Favourite called The Killing of the Sacred Deer. It's based on a Greek story of um, Argomenon killing um, Diana's favorite deer. And then he made it so that he couldn't send the ships to Troy. So he had to kill his own daughter to make amends. It's a phrase in the, the story, The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Oh. But if you go see the movie, I'll give you a heads up because I went to the theater to see it it is a full camera shot of open heart surgery and it doesn't (gasps) give you a warning it just boom and you're like Uh, and you're in it Oh, (sighs) even people who do open heart surgery go that it looks it looks horrible that's not what it really looks like but still it's projecting the movie and you're like ah it's very cringy wow yeah and you see it it's operating and everything like, and it's just up. yeah it. it's what like do. people no, like no 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 i went to see and like people are like oh my this shut their wings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah is it done yeah, wow yeah.
1: so he has that very he wants a reaction out of you and then i think the favorite it's just constant reactions to everything that's going
0: on yeah right yeah right
1: before we move on i would like to because we had frank white here
0: yes a couple of weeks
1: ago and you were in the movie the chairman.
0: The chairman. And it's oh, it's such such a love of mine. Yes,
1: and you, you do. It's very unique how you did, you were actually in a like a
0: commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about an evil corporation. Yeah. And it's kind of placed in a in the eighties, and it's uh, so I'm a, a spokesmodel for the evil corporation. And there's a huge backstory that you don't know about this woman. Uh, She's been the spokesmodel for this evil corporation for years and years. It's been her life is um, working for them and representing them and all their products. And one of them happens to be a a cigarette (laughs) called Sunset Cigarettes. And I had to learn how to smoke.
1: Yeah, well, Frank talked about it in the yeah. podcast how he is almost. I feel so bad to have to make Lori smoke cigarettes for this movie.
0: I learned how to smoke, though. I am proficient at smoking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll have to tell you, I took. I it took me a long time just to buy the cigarettes. I bought um, organic cig- cigarettes because I thought they would be healthier for me. <laughs> Not the case. No. Not the case. And so I contacted. Um, I couldn't smoke those. They were too much for me. Um, I contacted my smoking friends and I said, what is going to be the easiest to smoke? And they said uh, this uh, crush, is it menthol crush you know, something or enough?
1: Menthol so It's like, yeah.
0: Crush. It, like, I don't know. It's like a minty candy-ish sort of thing.
1: It's in, yeah, it's in the filter. So if you squeeze on the filter, it gives a nice taste to it.
0: Okay, so someone should have told me that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would smoke in the backyard of my house behind the bushes because I didn't want anyone to see me smoking. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed to be smoking in public. And then I, I would drop my daughter off for dance, and I would go in the back parking lot in the dark, and smoke in the dark so i would smoke a, a, like two or three cigarettes a day wow. uh, and i would have to smoke after i ate lunch otherwise i wouldn't want to eat that's h- how it affected me i i didn't want to eat and i would get a headache <laughs> so
1: once you start yeah when you start smoking that because you, yeah you get
0: right that, yeah. and then i was like Hey, I'm getting pretty good at this. I'm going to (laughs) go test it out. So I went to Lyle's Liquor Lounge in Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. And there was live music. And so it was really cool. We were dancing. I went with my husband, we were dancing. And um, I went out to the smokers area with my cigarettes and I mingled amongst the smokers and they took me in and they were talking to me <laughs> and I was smoking with them and no one noticed that I was not a smoker. And so I was like, I've got this. I yeah. have got this, I, am, I am, will be official and I, and I really wasn't uh, nervous about smoking on set because I was, I'd practiced for a couple weeks.
1: I used to do it pretty aggressively. Oh. Yeah. So it's yeah, you
0: did it. I have nothing against smokers. No, but uh, I, I'm, I I'm done.
1: I'm done. And I'm watching the chairman was like I'm pretty close to wanting to start up again, but yeah. I never will. <laughs> I never will. But cuz I was up to 15 a day.
0: Oh. So uh, I I, yeah. could, I would be dead, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good for your voice. Girls, no, always, the, the old Hollywood, all. you're right, yeah. Oh, my goodness,
1: I think they did it to Myrna Loy because she had a high voice, and like, you like, the producers, like, you start need to start smoking. smoking to bring your voice down. Oh wow, gosh. yeah,
0: yes, so, but it's a projection
1: so, of, and it's the chairman, it's kind of a horror movie, of
0: it's a sci fi horror, uh, yeah. right. Uh, And uh, like I said, this uh, woman is spokesmodel for this company. And what you don't know is that she was with them long enough. uh, She got lung cancer. And that's not talked about in the film. She got lung cancer and she signed a contract to um, extract her essence for another product that they were selling, which is this um, Memento Morial stone so when you come and visit your loved one after they die and you touch the stone, their essence will appear and you can kind of visit them oh. and, and be with them. And it's like a hologram uh, almost type of thing. Yeah. But it's truly feels like them, that person.
1: It seemed like in the movie that the corporation was knowingly selling you death. And how are we going to continue to make money even after you die? Right. We'll sell you this product, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so I was kind of a guinea pig for that. And the husband, you see the husband arguing with um, the salespeople in the elevator of Carlson, uh, the Carlson building. And you don't know that that's my husband in the movie. Um, but... He, He's there and he's upset because um, I had died horrifically (laughs) so they could extract my essence and he was upset with the whole situation.
1: I do like how they project it because it seems like your character was boxed in, that you could not see this person outside the environment and had to project this false sense of enjoyment doing this.
0: Right. Yeah, I love how you
1: sense it from your character that it's almost a forcefulness to this.
0: Yes, there's a darkness to it. Yeah, right. And she shows up just out of nowhere sometimes, which I—that's what I I, when I first saw the movie, and she just showed up out of nowhere. I was like, oh, there I am. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen it? It's on. We should show. Yeah, it's available
1: on Amazon.
0: Amazon Prime.
1: So if you have a subscription, right. you can go look for it. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think they released it to YouTube, I wanna say, too. But um, it is on Amazon Prime.
1: The cafe scene in the movie it was filmed just blocks away from where we're recording now. Oh! So there's a cafe scene that was oh, it was recorded, yeah. and you, you see it, it's was recorded uh, just two blocks from where we're podcasting right
0: now. Okay, yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah awesome.
1: So uh, before we go, um, What's up for you? What's coming up for you?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, I am auditioning for a ton of different films. So So,
1: this is constant, we talked about it, it's a constant world of.
0: It is a constant world of that. And Z Fest uh, season is coming and I love it. Mm -hmm. I love Z Fest. I did five films last year um, for Z Fest and I am hoping to do more and um, I learned a lot from doing that things to do and things not to do um after watching i watched all of them i watched every z fest film and there were about 60 of them last year 60 plus maybe
1: yeah yeah i mean there was i mean well you some of them that from z fest are going on to the twin cities film fest as natural selections yes you get to see them as there as well yeah Mm -hmm. but i think especially for The winter's little previous Z Fest festival, there was a heavy competition of great stuff coming out.
0: Yes. And now it's become more nationwide. And I believe they accept uh, films from Sweden. So. Oh. uh go for it sweden um (laughs) yes they accept films from everywhere for z fest and i'm a brand ambassador for the twin cities film festival and so i'll be there a lot okay um just welcoming people and helping people get to where they need to go and wearing my tcff pin and
1: you've you've been with them for quite a bit right because this is their 10th anniversary
0: this is the first year I've been the brand ambassador last year I volunteered for them um, but this year I decided to you know spend a little bit more time and I was at the they had their gala just the other night I noticed that
1: I saw that yeah that's their
0: fundraiser um Yeah, and they honor, they always honor a guest. And Green Book, actually, the producer of Green Book, uh, Jim Burke, was their honoree.
1: (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. You get to see the movie and all of a sudden, oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I did an event the night before that uh, for filmmakers, Minnesota filmmakers, and I was at the door greeting people and telling them where to go. And um, it got to a point where I was just kind of, you know, people were just trickling in and there was another guy sitting in the lobby and I so I just started talking to him, and it turned out that he was the guy who was driving Jim Burke around to all his different activities. Okay, and he said, "Oh yeah, Jim Burke is right uh, next door here. It's right over. He's thirty feet away doing a, a interview for NPR." And I'm, I'm like, "Oh wow, okay, cool." <laughs> and then he came out, and the, they went away, and thirty seconds later, they came back, both of them. And Jim Burke just spent, like, I don't know, two and a half minutes with me. He's from he's from Edina, so I gave him a hard time about cake, you know, the cake eaters of Edina.
2: Yeah, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we're Lake, Minnetonka is Lake, and so I said, cake versus Lake, ha ha, you know. and <laughs> And he's just super nice, really nice. So that was awesome.
1: Um, before we go uh, And since you cited Wizard of Oz As your favorite movie yes. One of them uh, How many times Do you think you've seen it Oh
0: Crazy amount mm-hmm. Of times I, It used to come out Only once a, Only once a year And yeah, there TV, was yeah. One time When I was in Iowa On a farm Where there are tornadoes Get out of here <laughs> And a tornado came And knocked the electricity out <laughs> And I knew that it was on, it was only on TV once, and I couldn't watch it, and I, the TV upstairs wasn't working, and I said, well, what about the TV downstairs? Mm-hmm. And so my mom was like, uh, all the electricity's out. Mm-hmm. So I missed it that year.
1: That was one, the one gap, the one gap. Yes, right?
0: yes, I've seen it many times. Many, many times
1: And you got to see it in a theater I think that's the best experience To see it at a big theater I haven't Oh, really? The Heights was playing it We should We should have gone we uh, yeah. I, I think everybody needs to see it On, on the, the th- big screen. screen I really think so, yeah Oh,
0: yeah I, w- I would probably sing out loud to the movie though And so that might be One distracting One secret
1: is Judy confessed that that dog had the worst breath Of all <gasps> what? time and she Hello, did Toto. multiple takes singing to sing into no. that dog's face to the point she goes I almost throw up oh <laughs> Toto had the most volatile breath of the whole world and here I have to sing
0: <laughs> wow wow <like> <laughs> <laughs> That is something Movie I didn't. Magic, right? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't smell movies. No, <laughs> right, now, right? No, there's no smell-o-vision. <laughs> nope. No.
1: Well, Lori, I have to say thanks for coming. This was a lot of fun. I think yes, I I'd appreciate yours is your first podcast. I think you did fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having your niece and her friend here because yeah. that was yeah. I. I yeah. love that. Oh,
1: hopefully, you guys learned something from yeah. Lori. Yeah. As you know, it's not over till the guest says it's over.
0: Oh my goodness, I've been practicing for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's over! I love
1: it.